Welcome back to another episode of Vile Files. Uh, I'm your host, Nix. Thank Nix Nix. I messed up my <laughs> own name. Hello, Schnix. Hi, Schnix. Uh, Shug is with us. Hi. Thank you uh, for Rich- having me back yet again. Yeah, Rich- uh, Rochelle still missing. Where is the girl? She's on vacation, but I, I, it's been a while. I'm, I'm starting a bit. To be concerned. I, I honestly don't feel concerned. I feel very happy for her. And I just keep imagining her in these exotic places because you mentioned earlier her contact. She is in contact with us, but it's less slighter and, less, and slighter. Yeah. I know. I think she's really... she in the Congo? I wonder if she's really... She might not come back. Well. Well, I think probably because I'm a, I'm a really tough... I'm not her boss by any means, but like... Are you a tough host I'm a on tough, her? I wonder... Hmm? No, she. I think she's just like screw it. This is great. <laughs> Wherever I am is better than, better than here. Listen to you. She loves this show. She loves everything that we talk about, and she's just that. I just miss her snarky little voice so mm, much. I do. Uh, we made some fashion choices, Sugar and I. Today. We really did. We both we didn't drive together, which we usually do, and we both hopped out of our cars. I, and I know I made a fashion choice. I did too. Shirt, and I feel like you did, even though it's quite. I don't want to say basic in a negative way. It's a sweatshirt and it's a jeans and a tennis shoes. But yet there's a certain flair to it. Yes. And I have my hair in a half up ponytail. I have big hoop earrings on. I'm wearing a hoodie. It's you a crop. You look I like gotta, it could I got to. It's more of like. A, a 90s dance music video. Thank you. In I'm a hip color? hop girl. I grew up in yeah. hip hop and I'm trying. I, I need more of it back again. And I've been watching all these amazing documentaries and there's all this hip hop music in my head. And I'm like, where have I gone? And so that's why I'm wearing my big hoops and my hoodie today. Really excited about today's guest, Grace Helbig. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I just say it really fast. That nope. rolled off your tongue very nicely. Well, knowing it's my last name right, so I feel like I have a slight pass mm-hmm. by not being quite sure. Uh, Grace is wonderfully funny, entertaining. She's got uh, a couple hit podcasts. Uh, she's done some acting. She's a big in the YouTube space. The YouTube space. She's a big YouTuber. We're uh, getting very big in the YouTube space, too. So yeah. we're just trying to share platforms with dear Gracie. So uh, Grace is out there. She's out in the dating world. Uh, she's a, a big Bachelor fan. I'm very, like, I have a lot of opinions. I don't want to... I know we don't try to talk about the Bachelor too much, but I have some strong opinions about this episode. I know you do. I do. I'm excited to hear what Grace has to say. So I can't wait for that. I did... Uh, Sugar and I went to a, a comedy show last night um that she it was a fundraiser what was it for what were, what were we raising money for it was for a really great organization it was for kids in la it's for kids in la but it's like it's um an organization that really pushes kids to get active in their active communities in the community, so yeah. the whole thing is based around just being an active participant and making change in the world and it's it really took sure. over on the east coast and now they're bringing it out here to the west coast more importantly i saw my celebrity crush there i got a little nervous not more importantly. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not more. You're right. <laughs> My true colors coming out. It's okay. <laughs> more importantly, you know what? The kids, they're fine. But my love life <laughs> yeah. is numero uno. Um, only, only to find out that uh, Suge is not a huge fan. But I, what I found very interesting is your admission of not necessarily having a specific reason. Or do you? 
I I kind of do, but it's not it's uh, it's not really valid. Like I know that my reason is delusional. I love this admission. You do? Yes, I think it's very I think it's very relatable to be it's, like I just don't like relatable. this person and I don't necessarily know why. I don't know if it comes from I think it's I think I'm I think it's a jealousy it's a, thing very, and it's 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 not jealousy out of, you know, the typical like looks or any of those things. We're very different in our body types and our You guys have some stature. mutual friends. <laughs> we have some mutual friends. Yeah. And that's where, you know, some of my I miss those friends and she gets a lot of those friends. And I feel jealous of that. Don't those friends want to hang out with you? Is that Listen, why you hang out with Listen, it's a Hollywood because- actor thing because, you know, you're on a movie with people, you become family with them, and then they go on to another movie, and then they make a new family with their new family people. And I missed my family, and I saw them really take to this new family member in like a obsession kind of way. And <laughs> I was, I wanted that obsession to be back on me. Well, I'm glad you're part of my family. I know I'm like the B team. <laughs> <laughs> you're eight, you're moving up to A team. But, you know, with, listen, I just want you to know that if I ever get to go out with Miss Crush, you will you will never be replaced. Really? Will you tell me all of the details of what goes on between you and her? <laughs> We're not going to... I doubt we'll, I'll ever have this opportunity, but I don't know. I couldn't help but wonder if she... There was, if she, I don't want to be the delusional person who's like super into me, but I couldn't help but feel like there was some eye contact. <laughs> I just don't know when that happened because when we saw her, no offense no, at all. They, You're looking at me angry, but I'm not <laughs> saying when we saw her, her back was turned. She passed behind me and there her was, back was turned. There was her, and then her friends look, her friends walked past and like looked. I'm just, I don't know. I feel yeah. like. Well, we're pushing everyone. We're pushing Nick today to reach out to said person. Anyways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you feeling shy? I'll probably do it. but I think you should do it for me because I need to become friends with this person because I have no reason to dislike her other than that. I think that's very honest of you to say. I feel like a lot of people, when they really get down to it, I think we all sometimes just don't like someone and we don't know why. And I think it's really honest to say like envy, jealousy, whatever, figuring out what why we have a, a, a reaction to someone yeah. without necessarily a reason is a very honest thing to do. I think we sometimes hold on. It's funny because it sounds like you had this feeling and you obviously don't go around expressing it because it's not like you're that passionate about it. But when it came up, you're like, you had a noticeable reaction. I was like, oh my God, what is, what is going on? I know, on? and it's very unlike What me. is going I, on I'm here? I'm very open and loving and accepting of all. And then you and yet, said this person's name. And you've rolled your eyes to me at many occasions. And for some reason, my eyes hit the back of my head because I was like, oh, it just triggered all of these other feelings about me losing people that, not losing people sure. that I love to her, but, you know, in my own delusional fantasy kind of mind. It's safe to say she has nothing really to do with... It is she. It is nothing to do with her. And yet you have this feeling. And again, I, the only thing it's great to bring up is because so relate. I, I bet everyone listening has... Yes. decided yes. for whatever reason that I just don't, I don't know. I just have a feeling about him. I don't like him and whatever. Yes. But I uh, encourage you to do the work as I do to figure out why those feelings come up and to be aware that it's really not about that person. And I truly can't wait to meet her when you marry her or when same. you're just boning her, whatever it is. <laughs> 
I can't wait. And <laughs> I think I'm only destroying my chances at this point. <laughs> I don't know. What would you do if you were being talked about in this way, only to eventually down the road realize, and no, we're not saying anything negative. I mean, I'm certainly not. I'm huge crush. Uh, I mean, but I'm like if you, some stuff right but now. if if you were to go back and listen and be like, I, I feel like, hey, there's this podcast out there, and I couldn't help but wonder if they're talking about you, and you go and listen. What would you, how would you respond to this conversation? Honestly, not very badly because I think we're being honest and respectful, and so it. I think if I was being very honest, I would probably get a nice little shock to my ego. Be like, oh, they're talking about me. That's nice. And then I would also probably want to find out and like spread love on the girl that doesn't like me for no reason. Like that's who I am. I would be like, hi, honey, I love you. You know. Well, we can only hope. Anyways, I just, I just don't. I just, you know, I don't like it. I don't like it. I for some reason, and it's true. It's triggering me now. Like the idea of you now. I have to hear you talk about her, and you're going to text her, and then we're going to like go through this whole thing where I walk you through like finding out if you can date her and stuff. And so now we're going to talk about her all the time. And I'm like, ah, guess we are. We talked about her so much last night. Not, no, come on, don't. Uh, A little bit. We also talked a lot, a lot. We also, I also heard from an ex out of nowhere. You did. Who was like, do you want to hang out? And I was like, Ugh, I didn't know what to say. And oh my gosh, a- there was a moment last night when we were standing on the street and we were wait, we were downtown and we were waiting for an Uber and you were so frustrated and you yelled, fuck. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Don't you remember? Yeah. And then I caught your eyes and I'm like, what is happening? Like, and you're like, I don't know. Look at how it's causing a reaction in me. And that was very honest. I just, you I, I heard from someone I used to date and they very vulnerably asked if I wanted to hang out. And we had talked. We, it's not like we, 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 we catch up from time to time, but mm-hmm. like as friends and it was like, do you want to hang out? And I didn't know what to say. I presume that they wanted to maybe hang out potentially in a romantic way. And I didn't necessarily want to, And and but I, I like being their friend. And I didn't know what to say. I was very frustrated about like being put in that situation. And I wanted to be direct and honest. So I replied back as friends for sure. Yeah, we did great on that text. Just so the girls listening know, boys do what girls do too. You oh, know, totally. not just you, but like other what male friends. I text, what should I text? I How know. does this look? I do I do an exclamation point? Yeah. Where do I put the comma? Should emoji? I put an emoji? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Anyways, let's take a quick break. I feel like we just spilled tea all over ourselves. We probably did, but I don't think we have. I like the, it. Yeah, the jingle. But anyways, I think coming up, we're going to bring on, <laughs> on Grace. Let's do uh, uh, a quick break and then get ready for some very wild and entertaining conversation with our dear friend, Grace Helbig. Can I just mention the name of the charity that we went to last night? Because I think it's so important. And I think that you guys would really love to kind of look into this. It's called Action Civics CA. So look into it. They really are doing such good um, for the community and just kind of for the overall future and future leaders of our world. So check that out. Action Civics CA. More important than my love life. Just, (laughs) just, Just to be clear. It's all relative. Right? Yeah. Now go buy the stuff. Grace. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Great to have you. We're gonna we we're we're starting a new segment on the show. Okay. 
Starting this new segment because I have a friend. Am I the guinea pig for this? You are. Great. You are. Okay. Very exciting. Uh, my, my friend has developed with some people a new game. It's called Do You Know Me? Oh, okay. And I want, I've been trying to think of a, a, a cool game to incorporate. Get our no guests a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. We talk a lot about relationships and dating. Uh-huh. And when my friend was telling me about their game, I was like, whoa, what a... This is a, we played it. It's a great game. It's a conversation starter. It's real simple. It's just like getting to know your friends through basic and simple questions. And what's the objective? Like, there's no real winner. Yeah, like a the it, win is that you get to know it, everyone. Yeah, it's a it's a kind of cards against humanity, okay. apples to apples type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like Hi. a cocktail party, get to know. Mm-hmm. It's Got a it. conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Random ass questions. I really liked it when we were playing because I couldn't help but think. This is like in from a dating situation or just getting to know people. Like it's just, I didn't. I think people miss out on realizing how sometimes real simple questions create really interesting conversations if you listen and know how to ask follow up questions. And you know who I thought about when I was playing this game, Shug? I do know. Our friend Nate. Nate, you wouldn't know this. Oh. Grace is great. Nate has called in a couple times, and he's he's trying to find the love of his life. Okay. And he's relying on us. Oh, so you guys are his yentas. And he's he's, 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 he's called back a few times. (laughs) Give him some notes. <laughs> he's a really genuine and sweet guy. That's amazing. He's a bit rigid. Okay. And he likes, yeah. he's a lawyer. He likes to ask some questions. Okay. Yeah, hasn't been out in the field a lot. So this is kind of his first like coming out and really putting effort into and, meeting and, and getting to know very people. pointed <laughs> questions. And, okay. I, and I'm, I'm trying to get him to just relax a little. Down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I feel like this game is a great game for anyone in a social situation. So we're going to play. Okay. Do you know me? Do you know me? We're going to play a quick round. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. First question. Can (laughs) Grace... Suddenly very nervous. And we... You do not not answer these right now, Grace. Answer them to yourself. We're going to answer... Oh, you guys tried to... Yes or no? Yes. Okay. So this is how you play. Okay. Um, Can Grace name three presidents on Mount Rushmore? I say no, looking well, at her face. Well, basically, <laughs> I know. Uh, but that doesn't mean she can't was, come up with it. That was my neutral resting What's face. What's your guess, Nick? Can she answer? Well, we're not going to answer quite yet. We're going to go oh. through. Gotcha. I want to see who we, I want to. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I got my answer. We're. In, I, I want to try to beat you. <laughs> okay. This is the yeah. game. Does I? This question came up. I I wasn't prepared to ask this question because it's, does Grace own a magic bullet? I wasn't comfortable because I honestly thought this was a vibrator. Oh, I mean, it, he still I, doesn't know I've what it is. I've been told it's not <laughs> you know, a vibrator. What's your next know. guess? I don't know, but I thought to myself, <laughs> if I were to develop a vibrator, I think Magic Bullet would be a great name. Yeah, also, maybe. if I were to nickname my dick Magic Bullet, yeah. also great name. <laughs> Quick shot. Bullets are small. Go on. <laughs> not. <laughs> that's true. Maybe I should rethink that. Um, I don't know what it is. What is it? You really don't know what it is? A Magic Bullet? Do you have any other guesses? Is it a blender? Yes. Yeah. Very good. It exactly is. that. Yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, so the is it specifically m- Magic Bullet or or a blender? That is the brand name of a type of like um, smoothie maker blender situation. Yeah, and situation. It's, a, it's a little tiny one. They're Does great. Does yeah. own a blender? Is yeah. It no, it's very specific, specific. to okay. Magic it, Bullet. Okay. It's a real thing. They have infomercials that are upwards of 20 minutes long. They're fantastic. Okay, now I want, okay. It's like a hungover. I have my answer. It's like a hungover woman with like a cigarette hanging out of her mouth, I, and she's at a bed and breakfast, and they're all making answer. omelets. Yeah, it's pretty great. Okay. Okay. All right. Is I have that my true? Answer. Yeah. Have you ever seen the? Uh, I think it's for Magic Bullet. I'm thinking of a very specific one where all these uh, like 
they're basically like people from the game Guess Who all kind of gather around this like breakfast table in the morning and they're all making breakfast and they go about how easy it is with the magic bullet or one of those machines. Wow. That is creative Highly marketing recommend. genius. Well, I'm into that. Here's what I've learned about Grace. I don't know if she owns a magic bullet yet. I have my guess. But I do know she pre- appreciates mm-hmm. a good creative commercial. I really do. Is that she can get sucked into the, the, the tube. The was just too enticing. <gasps> yeah. Does Grace pee in pools? present not have you ever okay <laughs> is it a thing do you are you comfortable with being like you know what i don't want to get out okay i keep all my answers to myself yeah, right, right now okay yeah. was grace part <laughs> of the student council in high school hmm. oh look she's now you're doing poker face there's yeah, I'm, I'm really <laughs> playing hmm. Can you read that one? <laughs> I don't know if I want to. Uh, what is it? Oh, fine. It has Grace ever partied in a sports jersey, crop top, onesie, or bathing suit. Huh. Have you let loose without all your clothes on? <laughs> okay. Ooh, I like this one because I think this really tells us something about you. Okay. Has Grace ever rushed a fraternity or sorority? <laughs> and finally... Does Grace use an electric toothbrush? Okay. Hmm. Wow. Really, really telling, really range yeah, of questions. Real, All right. Uh, get the real me. <laughs> I think this tells us a lot about you, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I say you do own a magic bullet. I say you do not own a magic bullet. I do own a magic bullet. Oh, yeah. yeah. I made what a smoothie you? with it yesterday. <laughs> really? A real basic I piece of trash. <laughs> Like, I made a smoothie that I immediately put it in my refrigerator and didn't drink it at all. No, no one no one describes a commercial and not purchasing. Like no one uh-huh. gets that excited about a commercial they watched and not picked up. I know. I'm, really I don't know why. Commercial. I went with no. I have one too, by the way. And I, I do mean, the same I mean, thing. It's like set it and forget it. I don't own one of those, but Ron Popeil can sell the crap out of them. I don't know it. Neither yeah, do I. That's a foreign language. Sorry. Set it and forget it. Are you, uh, you're an infomercial girl. I, I love this. At one point this. in my life, there wasn't a lot I, of options I at do late pre- night. Yeah. <laughs> I also think Grace can name three presidents on Mount Rushmore. I said I'm saying no just by your reaction. I think you can do it. I don't it know. Okay. Um, George Washington. Yes. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Uh, ben Franklin. No. He's not, he <laughs> He's also not a president. He wasn't a president. Okay. Teddy Roosevelt. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, okay. One. Okay. One, one. okay. Uh, I think you have peed in a pool. I don't think as an ad- I don't think you pee in pools anymore. So I'm going to say no. Grace does not pee in pools. I'm also saying no, you do not pee in pools. You are correct. Okay. I do not. I have a, my friend and I share a house in Palm Springs and we have a pool there and we very vehemently do not pee in it. Oh, it's like a... Out of respect for ourselves and for and other people guests. that are there. Uh, I was like scared into peeing in pools when I was younger because my parents told me that our like family friends that had a pool had that system that turns the water purple oh, if you pee in it. Terrible. And that was enough for me to be shamed into never peeing in a pool again. I was at a party once and we were all on mushrooms uh-huh. and we're having the greatest time and we were in the pool for like 
nine hours or sure. something. Like we just didn't get out of the perfect pool. Place. It was heated. It's the perfect place. And one of my friends was a lifeguard growing up uh-huh. and I had to pee at a certain point. And I was like, okay, I'm just getting out to go pee. Oh, I wish I didn't have to get out. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, we're all just peeing in the back <laughs> corner of the pool. Back corner? As yeah. if it doesn't flow? As <laughs> if, no, he was <laughs> suggesting, <laughs> truly, and like, don't you do it here. God, no. Oh, my God. Are you disgusting? And don't no, squish please. a lot. Just go, six, just, go, just go six feet over that way. Meanwhile, the other friend's doing a cannonball into the pool, yeah. completely dispersing all the water in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you? Oh, my God. Like 29? Oh, full on adulthood. Oh, 100%. Behind it. Well, he was sure. And Under it was the his pool, of- so it was fine. It was but he guy. was sure that the chemicals killed the pee, but I think that oh, was the drugs true. talking. Who knows? I don't know. But I love that his qualifications was that he was a lifeguard. Yes. And so that's how he knew <laughs> hey, that there's I, a spot in which I'm the pee can happen. <laughs> Listen, Trust the truth me. is, if you say anything Shout with conviction at first, Evan. people will believe it. <laughs> Shout out to Evan Goldberg for that. I, uh, I want to say you were in the student council. I want to say you're capable of it, but I'm going to say no. Mm, let me look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Take me in. I think I you could have been president. You I have say, president potential, but I don't think you did it. I say you didn't choose to. I say no, not on the student council. I was not on the student council. Did you regret ever? Did no. You think about it? No, no, never. Okay, so I, go... Pretty pretty chill, not having any we're, of those responsibilities. We're, we're still tied. <laughs> oh, good. I think you certainly have an electric toothbrush. I think you don't have an electric toothbrush. I do have an electric toothbrush. Shit. Probably because she's done an ad for it at some point. Oh, uh, wait. <laughs> hold on. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't think you get that point. You had insider information. No, no, no. I had, I can, I'm being honest that uh-huh. I have never seen a Grace Helbig toothbrush commercial. But did you know that she does those? I, I'm aware that she has a social following and it's very entertaining. <laughs> and I, I, I knew that she's the type of person that a electronic toothbrush company would say, she's the type of person we would want ripping our teeth. brand. Sometimes I she, clean them yeah. and I can hawk that product. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I don't think that's Fine. an advantage, Nick. All right. I don't know. I'm reading don't my own. Um, has Grace ever rushed for a fraternity or sorority? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. Nope. Shoot. I did not. Not at all. Yeah. you. She, what does that even mean? I'm a Canadian and I don't get it. It's uh, like when you decide that you want to be part of a sorority or a fraternity, like they, I don't even know exactly how it works. The Greek life on my college was so small and like minimal. Um, but I guess like they choose you, you pay the money to make friends. <laughs> I don't then. think race is a conformer. And I think it's a very conforming thing. Not to knock it also, if you are out well, there. And it's a sense of community. Of course, you find your community. I grew up with brothers too. So the idea of like having like a sisterhood was like so out of my like okay. social awareness at that time too. Three to one. Wow. I don't even, I, have, I, already, I already won because there's only one question <laughs> left. Uh, has Grace ever partied in a sports jersey? I'm going to say yes. Or a crop top or onesie or bathing suit. I don't like, or bathing suit. Actually, I, mean, I just want to know yes. sports jersey. Wait, is this just sports jersey? Just sports jersey. I'm going to say yes still. Yeah, of course. No, I have it. Really? 
I, I think it find it weird to wear a, a jersey of another man's name on your back. Oh, see, I went to the Harlem Globetrotters, immediately bought a jersey, and then proceeded to go out in WeHo for the rest of the day. Fun. <laughs> and it was very I fun. Would, I would party in like a WNBA jersey. I just find like as a guy, it would be weird for me to be like, and I'm a huge sports fan, be like Aaron Rodgers jersey. In this, I feel like if Brad Pitt had a jersey, you would I'd wear, probably it. wear it. See? Yeah. Oh, there you so, go. I'm a big Brad there you Pitt go. fan. Get some Brad Pitt merch. I do feel. <laughs> Like I we look we're having look, conversations. You guys really got to know me. We did. Wow. I'm gonna keep. We're gonna keep playing this game. It's a great. It's a great. Ca- it's a great game. Kudos to your friends hey, for coming yeah, up with that game. That's that's all for. Do you know me? Mm-hmm. Turns the out you kind of do. Segment. I feel like we know a lot about Grace. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's actually out now. You can find it on Amazon. If it's not out quite yet, you know, refresh your your icon because it's coming out soon. I think it's it should be out now. But check it out on Amazon. It's a Nate, I think you should pick it up. It's I think it's a great. It's very fun. It's meant. I think like they it's have a, like the idea to play stakes. it in group. Very super low stakes. Low stakes. Yeah. Nice. Doesn't make you feel interrogated. Well, let's think about it like a date too. It's like I think a lot of times when you're on a date, it's always the same simple like hardcore yeah. questions. So tell me about yourself. I think yeah. When you're on a date, what? there's always like <laughs> yeah. a, my whole self. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's a spectrum of you either ask like too intense questions yeah. or too surface questions, and yeah. these are a little Just bit sillier, like, more fun that can get deep if you want. Do you too. like sweatshirts? Do you call sweatshirts sweaters? Uh, you know, I know right. Canadians do. Or jumpers uh, or something. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> what's your Uber score rating? That's a question in there. Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. But you also, it, it's it's easier in the confines of a game. Because yeah. what if you do, what if you went on a date and right off the bat, they're like, hey, uh, what's your Uber score rating? I would be like, well, listen, there's a story behind it. Yeah, there were a couple nights <laughs> that <laughs> were out of my control. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was my... I paid for a friend to drive home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> huge mistake. There's uh, some. There are some really great pushy questions in there, too. Like there was one like, when's the last... Did you throw up in the last two weeks? Or have oh. you peed your pants? You know, there's some that are also gonna, a little uncomfortable, which and, is nice, and, too. And, and we're going to ask our next, next, next guest these questions. So... We're, I think we need a jingle for this segment. You should. Oh, man, you love this segment, and I love it, too. I like segments. <laughs> you do like segments. <laughs> I like, da-na, da-na. It makes, it, it makes me like feel more You like a jingle, I think. You can task the audience to send in, submit some jingles. Oh, I love for that. that idea. Yeah, crowdsource. Yeah. yeah. So, Grace, tell us about yourself. Oh. Uh, no. You know who could really use this game? Who? All of those contestants on The Bachelorette who are really struggling oh. to get to know Hannah. You want to get what right a segue. The- I just can't wait. <laughs> just want to get her into it. I have yeah. very strong feelings. Can we also, before we get to this episode, Grace, yeah. are you familiar with the scandalous story that has just riddled the pop culture news of Jed having a girlfriend? Oh, is that that's what's happening right now? I've heard little like inklings about someone on the show. Having I have a some strong opinions about this. In the sense that, yes, yeah, so the story is, and I believe the story. Okay. It's interesting. I, I've, I've thought about this. I tend to believe the women that come forward than the men who have come forward and accused the women of similar things. Uh-oh. I don't know why I thought about that. I was just, and I, I'm just admitting bias. Sure. But the story is, is that Jed, the country music singer who... Pr- Quote who, singer. Who... who, who, who <laughs> Sorry, who, I, got, who, I got opinions. Who, can, who <laughs> confessed to Hannah... Hey, listen, I just want to be honest. I, when I originally signed up, I, I, I'm a singer and I thought I was going to be for my platform. Okay. So he has already admitted. He admitted that, which I, sounded very honest. I haven't watched the first couple episodes. I started in on like episode four. It's funny. I'm sure. But, uh, 
out of context, I can glean that a little bit that he came on there for his own benefit. And at the time, he got he actually got some props of what an honest, what a way to say, put whatever, it out there, what a way to put it out there. Except that, like, I found it really interesting as someone who's been on there. Listen, every season, this this is this is not new news of like the person has it already right. happened earlier this season, and. Being before we, I had Tasha uh, on from Colton season, uh-huh. uh, uh, like uh, about a month or so ago, and there was a story about same thing. You know, some guy kind of accused her of oh, of, of hanging out and breaking you know, whatever. And I, uh, I defended Tasha, uh-huh. and I don't regret it in the sense because you asked the questions from Tasha, and it was like she got divorced. She started hanging out with this guy, and they were like kind of dating, but not official. Mm-hmm. And then like as she was going through this process, she let him know and be like, "Hey, we." Sh-, and then she ended it. Mm-hmm. And my defense to Tasha was like, when it comes to the casting process, it takes long. You don't even know what this ex- really experience is that you're signing sure. up for. And do you like st- completely put your dating life on hold? Because like, y- it's so weird. But once you get asked to do it, then you kind of like have to mm-hmm. figure out your situation. And I was pretty critical of this guy being like, what is he coming forward for? Like, yeah. he just wants attention or mm-hmm. whatever. And I would argue that most people who go on every season, I bet half the cast, when even though when they're like, are you single? Yes. They're like hanging out with people. They're sure. dating. They're doing things. And mm-hmm. like, I, I think it's very easy for the person on the other fi- side to feel slighted by this. But this story, th- this it's guy. very different. Yeah. What I mean, is this story? He. It sounds like he was dating this girl for only four months. So that's okay. like, okay, you're only dating for like four months. Okay. But like. There was professions of love. They just were on a trip to Bahamas or it something. It sounded together. like oh, they're and traveling. He did like a whole like after presentation got, on the trip of uh, I'm in love with you. I love you. After he stick got asked, with me. No, through according this. to the story, after he got asked to go on, then they took the trip. Oh, it was after he was asked that's, to go on. I mean, that's and then and then the you know they spent the night together before he left to LA. When he boarded the plane, he says I'll love you. He he asked her to wait for her. He was like, he went all in. I mean, he made it sound very strategic. And it's interesting because I think there is a very fine line because the people who like, oh, they broke up with me for this. There's so much hearsay and like perception of like, you could be hanging out with someone and going on dates and be like, hey, like, I'm gonna be honest. If I get asked to do this, I'm gonna do it. And again, like I'm pretty much give all those people a pass because it's like, you don't really know what, Mm -hmm. it's like, It's not confirmed that you're uh, for sure going on this show. I've had people ask me, I've and I mentioned it on the show, like I've had people come, hey Nick, I'm dating this person. I got asked to go on. I'm going through the casting process. Uh-huh. I love my boyfriend. I'm like, don't do it. If you uh-huh. love your boyfriend, this is not pretty clear. Don't mess with it. Like you, yes, this is an opportunity. People, everyone who goes on goes on for the opportunity, of course. Yeah. But you have when you go on, you once you decide to go on, you have to like be open to the process. Well, and, and Jed has, and so I'm just like this motherfucker. And he he didn't tell Hannah any of this either right like that's half a huge truths. part of that it half truths he's he's telling her yes listen i saw the opportunity that's why i did it at first but now i'm really here for you yeah. but at no point was he like i also left a girl waiting at the airport and told her that i loved her but now i don't love her anymore and i love you or whatever his his yeah what do you do you like jed at all it sounds like you don't even <laughs> like him before you heard I, the story i liked jed initially because he seemed laid back and chill and not super attention seeking but this most recent episode 
There's a no scene with him not playing. <laughs> he was okay. standing outside uh, of that window. With his I was guitar. like, I can't, piano, uh, guitar. I can't sing or play any instrument, but I'm pretty sure I could write a better song than what he sang to her <laughs> at that window. I was like cringing so hard and like covering my face with a pillow because I understand you want an opportunity to have your voice and quote unquote talent heard by the world. Um, Th- that's what YouTube is there for too. <laughs> I don't understand why you would go on a dating show to try to get an opportunity for a music career. That I I would agree with that. When I get asked by people now who are out in LA, uh-huh. you know, living in LA, you get a lot of that. Yeah. Oh, hey, I want to be. If you want to, if you truly want to be, and I know that I went on the Bachelor and now I'm doing some acting and trying to act, but like I fell in it. It's a very unique path. I didn't plan on being an actor when mm-hmm. I signed up for the show. But for the people who are trying to be musicians and are, whatever they're trying to be in the entertainment business, to do the Bachelor is a, a weird choice. It's a step yeah. in the other direction, quite yeah. honestly. I'm like, why don't you audition for The Voice or for American Idol or for any of these outlets that actually do yeah. provide opportunities for a music career? Super weird. And so also part of the story is apparently, according to the story. Mm-hmm. Where is this story coming from? Well, all over now, but okay. it, it was originally People Magazine and from this girl. From this girl, okay. But more seems to be coming out. Apparently his manager signed him up for the, the show. The show? Oh. That... That's curious. That's a huge red flag. <laughs> yeah. And yes, yeah, so this episode, there wasn't, there's almost no scene in which Jed didn't have a musical instrument in his hand. <laughs> I feel like he's he like knows holding a guitar. That. Fuck Luke P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck Luke P. I know, it just sounds like a, a tiny ukulele in all of his talking head interviews. Yeah, it was, uh, I feel like he knows that his time is running out. So he's literally not allowing them to film him without playing an <laughs> instrument. His time is running out. <laughs> I think maybe he's getting I mean, nervous. Everyone's nervous. Like the pool gets smaller and smaller that i think that he's like i only have so much time allotted Mm -hmm. to me to get my actual music the thing i came (laughs) on here to do out there to the world Uh, i've been spoiler free so far Uh i've heard some like rumors but i haven't nothing's been confirmed so i really don't know and i've heard mixed rumors so i'm i really which has been fun that way and reading the story i can't help but wonder if maybe jed wins because Uh, apparently according to the story after the show mm mm-hmm we can all agree that Jed's going far. He's top yeah. four for sure, yeah. right? Like after the show, he ran into the said girl and they had like, he didn't reach out. He never, he didn't oh. follow up with her. Like she, her story is I, I had this boyfriend. He left for the show. I had this dress picked out there. I was just waiting for him to get the call. And, and so he like ghosted her. And he never did. And whenever, whenever he got off the show, he never reached out. Or he just like pretended it never happened. That makes me wonder if he won because if there's a, if he got exiled and it's an easy, especially if your ego's bruised, you even if he did start feeling some feelings for Hannah, mm-hmm. that's an easy phone call to make, and then and then play it off like, oh, I didn't for it was for TV. He could like keep his same script for her and be like, hey, babe, I'm really like I went far and like, but yes, you were always on my mind. He never called, so it makes me wonder if he won, mm-hmm. and if they if he did won, wow. Wow. <laughs> what is Hannah? What is uh, Hannah? T- oh. You mean Luke doesn't win the whole damn thing? <laughs> I'm really. Can you what, what are your thoughts I on Luke? So. <laughs> he 
He's a psychopath. <laughs> yes, I couldn't help. He, totally he is. is he, uh, I I don't know exactly like what his mental health is, but I really feel like there is some lack of self awareness, obviously, and like social awareness, obviously. Do you think that that possibly just comes from? I always think that there's some people that are like here for the first time, you know, like yeah. don't have any wisdom when they're born, and I, he, there's something. Because I, I, I think he's easily coachable. He's on. easily easily okay. coachable. I, Great. I want. I just want to say, and I'll leave it. Mm-hmm. This was the first, and I've been very critical, of, like, <laughs> very from the beginning. I yeah. very. This was the first episode. I slightly wanted to defend, not necessarily defend him, but mm-hmm. I. There were moments where I was like, he's saying all the wrong things, but his. In- he just do- he doesn't know what to do, but yeah. his sincerity is more sincere than the rest of the guys. It seems like having no, he's I the only. I think, I, think that, I think that the other guys I, are I sincere, he he but I think that his feelings are stronger, possibly, than the other boys. Uh, Men. I mean, I, I I I think he just has no groundedness to him. Yeah. Like he, there's no rationale that like exactly you don't have to be in love with this person immediately. I think he is yeah. like he sees things very black and white. Totally. And then he'll say something, and then she'll go no, and he'll go, "You're right, no." Yeah. And, he does that all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, do you even hear what you're saying there's at all? Very he, little conviction. It's a very like stunted in like a childhood yeah. boy 100%. kind of 100%. mentality that he's literally saying the things he thinks someone wants to hear, and they say, "I don't." want to hear that and he goes you're right i said the wrong things and he's like going through this like rolodex almost like a deck of cards totally he's just saying a bunch of stuff that he thinks makes sense but that's like so not genuine there's something so completely disingenuous about oh, his totally. character and i think no, that, that like you said completely. i think that that comes from him not having any grounding yeah like, I, and i wonder and suge's been kind of we've been back and forth and i want for the first time i wonder if he is savable in the sense that maybe the show would be a very humiliating experience for him. And I can't, bo- I, I, this is the first episode that made me wonder, is he open to learning? Right. Is he capable of that? Is he capable of actually, is Luke P just, did he just grow up in a very isolated world? That's what I feel like. He doesn't yes. have many friends. He doesn't understand like yeah. was human the, socializing. Was he the king of his small little world? Was he homeschooled? Yeah. Has he ever <laughs> been in love? Probably not. Right. Yeah. And he's losing his mind. He's losing his- yeah. Like a person who is in love for the very first time. And, mm-hmm. it, and, it's, and it's delusional because she is maybe not feeling the same passion even in this scene where he's like, I know we're going to be together. She's yeah. like, I don't know, dude. He's like, no, this is not going well. And he's like, you're right. It's not going well. It's my fault. It's like, yeah, it's your fault. But like, he, he's saying all the wrong things. But I, I like this episode, he was like trying yeah. to do the right thing. He didn't say the right. He said, you know, like, for example, here's what I think. Yeah, and, I mean, in this, in, in having been this experience, and I've said this before, every season, there's only one and maybe two cast members that develop, like, I mean, real feelings. Yeah. They're, they're, they're emotionally invested. And I'm not saying these guys are necessarily full of shit, shit, shit or disingenuous, but there's so many guys who are like, I like her, she's nice. Like, I loved what Tyler said about the naked bungee jumping. He's like, she's experienced. He was yeah. very pro, pro woman. That was great, very yeah. supportive. And I'm not trying to take any thing from what Tyler said, and I think he likes her, but I couldn't help but like watch a guy who who isn't truly invested. Like his yeah. low stakes for Tyler. Ty- Tyler's playbook is he's very pretty. He shows up, yeah. compliment, compliment, compliment. You're strong woman, strong woman. Every it's like he's killing it. He's yeah. just, but I don't feel like he's afraid of anything he's going to lose. 
I don't yeah. feel like he's like really. I think he knows that he shows up well on camera and that they can't even edit him to look bad. And so as long as he keeps coasting on like <laughs> being kind of charming, that's all he needs to but do. But more importantly, yeah. if Hannah sends him home at any point, I think deep down he knows he'll be fine. Yeah. Because he will be. Mm-hmm. But like what I'm saying in life, outside of the show, when we, when we fall for someone and not to like make excuses of doing stupid things, we lose our minds. We yeah. get a little crazy and... Last season on Becca's season with Garrett and and yeah. Blake, Garrett and Blake were both in it, and yeah. and there were if you go back and watch that season, you'll see moments of them kind of losing their mind. Yeah, it's twitchy. Sean and I and Caitlin, for as much as Sean and I didn't get along, it's funny. I watched you watch Caitlin's season. I didn't watch. You Caitlin's. didn't. Okay. No. Well, Sean, I if for those people who did, Luke P's edit. Look, Sean, I would argue could get, the difference between Luke P and Sean's edit is that everyone in the house hates Luke. Yeah. And when I showed up on Caitlyn's season, I'm friends with all these guys now, probably closer to them than Sean is. But like I came in as the perceived bad guy and showed up late. So I, everyone was like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Mm-hmm. And they all th- thought Sean was fine. But like had those guys like hated Sean, it, it, like it's very high school in that yeah. world. And so, but Sean had the jealousy and had the possessiveness. And in fairness to Sean, he truly just was falling for Caitlyn mm-hmm. and he didn't know how to process this and doesn't make it okay. But look, in defense of Luke P, that's why I mean like he, whether he's sincere or knows what he really wants, he believes that Hannah is the love of his life because he doesn't know any better. Well, yeah, he's And also, not taking anything away from Hannah. No, he's also in this like incubator where he has nothing else to do and no other distractions other mm-hmm. than to only think about getting this girl 24 hours a day, seven days a week with, I mean, in real life, we have phones, we talk to our friends, we get advice, we get totally. perspective. He has no perspective other than a producer that's coaching him to look crazy on camera. Yes, and he doesn't even have the support of the bros around him. Right. Like, he he's has, isolated. He's so isolated, which will make him go crazier and, and crazier. In fairness to producers coaching, it, it, Luke P is capable of being crazy on his own. They're, oh, they're not molding. I'm not the, saying that they have to do very much work for him. They, it, it, again, it's simple things like, what would happen is if Luke P is mad about something like mm. the naked bungee jumping, he probably has a producer being like, yeah, talk about that it. would make me mad too. Yeah, exactly. You know? Someone that is conspi- not conspiring with him, but that is uh, validating his opinions. On Meanwhile, things. there's a probably a producer going to tie be like, yeah, that's, that sounds a little sexist. Yeah. You know? Um, and again, I sounds like Tyler didn't need to be coached to say that. I don't want to take anything away from Tyler because what he said was awesome. Mm-hmm. But you know what's interesting? And I talked about what if Luke P had just simply said, because his intentions were actually good when he pulled Hannah aside. Imagine if Luke P pulled Hannah aside and said, hey, Hannah, I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, 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 uh, Garrett came back from his date. And he told us about it. And, and I know earlier this season, you, t- you told me to be more real with you. And you told me to just let you know and communicate with you. So uh, uh, here I am. And I, I, I heard about the date. And I, I, I'm, I don't know how to, I, I don't want to judge you. And I know right. that you're going through this experience. And honestly, I just, I feel very vulnerable. I feel very insecure. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't want to like shame you. Because that's what he did is shamed Hannah. Yeah. He told her what she did was wrong. That's not okay. But what if he just said... I, Bonehead mistakes. I, I, yeah. <laughs> A very curious choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> what if he just said, listen, I know this isn't a normal situation we're in right now, right. but obviously in a normal situation for someone I'm falling in love with, it would, I don't know how to Bother process me. like you getting naked with another guy. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know what I what I'm trying to say, Hannah, but I just wanted you to know that if I feel insecure, bothered by someone in a relationship, if we end up together, I just want you to know that I can communicate this with you and I can let you know how I feel about a situation so that we can talk through it. <gasps> what if he just said that? He would have been See, like, everyone would have been like, oh, wow. If he had let her know that his vulnerability is because he's developed real feelings for her, that makes sense. But he has no restraint. So he digs himself into these holes yeah. with mm-hmm. his word use that gets him like in trouble that none of it makes you can kind of like see behind his eyes the intention of the idea and the thought that he's trying to communicate. Yeah. And the way he expresses it is just so poor. Yes. <laughs> well, he, yeah, he got, what did he, I just, and it's like, to your point, because he, he said, listen, I want you to know that if you do something wrong in a relationship, I'll have your back, which in theory, I get what he's, he's like, I'm a, I'm a but good that's guy. assuming that I've done something yeah, wrong that we're going to work through this Hannah's right like, now. oh, I didn't do anything wrong. Why are you shaming me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, again, it's not a normal world they're in, right? right. And he's... It, he also went to church. Well, that was, There's a lot of church in this season. Uh, I haven't noticed in previous seasons. I'm not seasons. a huge fan of that. Not it's, to shame. I love God, but like... Sure. I feel like there's a very Southern hotspot of like the audience. And so they're really letting the audience with this like, mm-hmm. you know... Alabama girl that loves you know the Lord and that sort of thing. I just don't like the b-roll of using it. No, I don't like it. it. Feels manipulative in that way. But I also, if he is actually like very religious, then there's a whole other set of like principles and values and standards that he probably is really struggling with. Yes, Did you absolutely. ever grow up religious? At I grew all? up Catholic. Okay, same. Yeah, my parents are divorced, and then like after we got all of our sacraments and like uh, got confirmation, they were like, "You can choose whatever you want." So mm. I don't abide by you know catholicism anymore but i don't have any other but respect for people that you know religion is their thing um so but i also know that it's very rigid in the way that you're able to like love and perceive like relationships and that sort of thing and Mm -hmm. it's very very traditional so he might be coming from just a super traditional upbringing yeah and again i don't want to defend luke p per se but i when watching it i was like what would 24 year old nick who was at the time he's 24 at the time that's that's impossible he He can't be 24 he's 20 wait why do you feel like that's older no what's crazy is that like hannah's young i mean obviously like his mentality seems young and seems a little juvenile but he looks like a what like a 27 28 yeah he looks more like close to 30 all the guys are 20 524 I, I just even this episode yeah. it's it's also we learned that i don't know i can't because tyler in the previews tyler's like we have a five foot eight villain <laughs> yeah. and i was like, like i want it made me wonder so slick. is he I really is he really <laughs> five <laughs> foot eight because that explains a lot when you see him next to when he's by himself he looks like you know a, could be a, a big, big guy stocky, and short then, guy and then when you see him in frame with someone else you are reminded that he's a much shorter yeah, dude uh, and that could explain a lot. It could it. explain a lot. I don't think he has like ill intentions. I think he's just like so inexperienced with yeah. like relationships in this kind of world. Obviously, which no one's coming in experienced with this other than Hannah. I left this episode with some hope for Luke in the sense that if if uh, Luke must not be listening to this because we've been really hard on him specifically, me. <laughs> he might be listening to every I, second of every I, episode. Maybe <laughs> I, I if you're out there, Luke. I truly hope that this. You guys got to get him on. I hope this is a, a humbling experience for him, and mm-hmm. I hope that he does a lot of self reflection, asks yeah. a lot of questions about himself, and seeks 
seeks out the world and other people who have different points of views from him and like because this could be hopefully a great experience for him for someone who's only 24 yeah. right I hope so too and and I, I will say like there's no chance that this is gonna end well this is going off the rack he's gonna scream <laughs> he's only gonna he's get probably worse. gonna yeah. punch yeah. somebody him screaming yeah but I want you know I just want him to know if you are listening, we do see the good yeah. back there and we are understanding, you know, you're, it's going to get rough. You're going to look bad, but could always I be hope you worse. Do outside. you think okay. Garrett did, did it did, Garrett? Oh, can I also point out mm-hmm. that there's a huge difference and I don't, I don't know if this was a Freudian slip and I, or I don't know if this was, but there's a huge difference between saying I'm falling in love with you yeah, and I'm falling in love for you. Oh, who said that? Which is I what that. Garrett said to Hannah <laughs> when he professed his love to he her. Said, I'm falling in love for yeah, you. Yeah, he goes, I'm falling in love for you. <laughs> I'm doing you a favor. I'm falling in she love just, for you. <laughs> she just nods. It's like, oh, yeah, right. I think. And that's such a huge difference. It is really a very good. I also think everyone's checked out. I think no one is actually listening to anyone else's oh, words coming it out. Doesn't seem like there. that. I know. I think Hannah Hannah's canceled the rose or the cocktail party, whatever, three times in a row. I have a theory that she secretly is not super into any of the guys, like fully, and that. They had to do that clip show bullshit last episode because she clearly stated, like, I don't like yeah. this process isn't working for me. And then they added this whole other half of the episode to, like, have her say that it, she could still I know. make and it work. It really drove it, it feel like a PR end. thing. She's like, my husband is in the room. She that felt was, like that was shoehorned publicity thing so that Chris Harrison didn't have shame on his shoulders for forcing a girl to do something she's I, clearly I, said she doesn't want to do. Anymore. I Damn, so agree, except, that is a big statement. That. I scrubbed through the. I was so mad. I was like, this is how the whole other half of the Here, episode goes. Here's what I. Here's what I think. I think that's true. Except that Luke P is her guy. Clearly, you know, like she has the she's the and and she's realizing it can't be Luke P because Luke P is has his problems and flaws, but she's he's the only one at least right now. She likes Tyler. She likes making out with her. She likes Pete. Jed's sweet. They make yeah. her feel good. They're complimenting her. They're all sweet guys. But, but I, I even think Hannah senses that Luke Luke truly. And they're probably talking about things they're not airing. And right. Hannah's mentioned like religious conversations. Mm-hmm. And there's. Luke is so much far ahead and in like an intangible way than the other guys. Yeah. But yet she's just like, I can't pick you. And so it's wild to kind of think about. Sorry to change the subject, but you got me thinking about that. I don't usually like seeing kissing on TV for some reason. Yeah, no, I get for whatever oh, reason this really, whole season I just have so to like fast kissing. forward, and it's oh. just I don't know why it's so cringy to me. Same. Oh, Hannah's really going for it. Hannah's a little hornball. <laughs> I know. She's, I think she's a little drunk in that group date though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I will say, as much as I don't like kissing in anything, movies, TV, the whole mm. thing, stop it, stop kissing. But when they were um, making out in that steam room in the sauna, in the sauna I was like. Hmm. Oh well, damn! I was like, "Where's my magic bullet?" All <laughs> right, blend some shit. It was also so awkward because you could the hearing the noises of like them adjusting their body on this like wooden plank was so not hot and at all. The squishy like, sweat. Yeah, I know. I was like, I "This know. is so awkward." This is one of those things that like in a a romantic comedy in theory is like very sexually driven and all that, but like in actual reality, they're like awkwardly <laughs> trying to. Manipulate these like sweaty pieces of wood. Now, I was like, now, this is so uncomfortable. Now take out the music and insert a bunch of cameras and audio. I know, that poor 
cameraman oh, that had to I sit know. there and film the whole thing. I was like, uh, I, I kept thinking about that they person. They weirdly, they weirdly, I mean, they, they love I, it. They, they love, I mean. Uh, I love that they clearly backed up out of the room <laughs> and then made it look like they were spying from like a slit in the door. I was like, this is so it's awkward. It's great camera work. It really is. I mean, great they show. should win an Emmy. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever dated a Luke P? Dated someone like a Luke P? Um, I don't think uh, I think my first college boyfriend was like a Luke P. He was just like very inexperienced and was like attractive to me on a physical level, but like emotionally just like wasn't like. Did you, did you find yourself? We did ask, for two years. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. And did you find yourself kind of trying to guide him yeah, out of that? I kept trying to convince myself that there's more to this person and that the deeper we get into our relationship and the more I get to know him that, and also I was 19, so I'm finding out who I am as an adult. Yeah. So it's kind of like we're on a path together. And then by, you know, two years later, you're like, Ooh, I put a lot of time into this and this is really all it is. Okay. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta go. Did you, That's did he so make okay. you, did he, I think well, a lot he, of guys, he, like a lot of guys, he's like the shaming of like the condescension of like, listen, I, I'm going to forgive you for being the way you are mm -hmm. to love you. And they make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Also, I was like very, very shy when I first went to college. And so it's like, that was my person. And then he broke up with me to try and date someone else. And I felt so infuriated that I'm like, you're breaking up with me. Yeah. And then we got back together like two months later because like my own oh, like oh, sense yeah. of confidence was wrapped up in this person. That, wow. But I, then I met like, that. yeah, then I met another a guy that I dated for a while. That was like the love of my life that I was like, whoa, there's like a brave new world that mm -hmm. someone like this can exists and i kept convincing myself that this person had all the qualities that i wanted even though like what happened much. to the love of your life he's married now yeah it's it was a good it was like the perfect relationship at that time in my life like the college so he's like, not the love of your life no at that time it's he okay. was yeah was uh, like, it was well, like the transformative he was one of the loves of her life yeah we went on like a path together like finding ourselves together was really, yeah and then it was kind of this like very adult mature like we're on two different paths kind of breakup situation it was very very surprisingly adult I love that. Yeah. It's so interesting because so many people are like hung up and you can't change a person. You can't right. change, which is true, but you absolutely can have empathy and patience mm -hmm. and take the time to be like, what Hannah's doing really with Lukey P of like, what you're doing is wrong and yeah. it's coming out this way. And like, you shouldn't say that to me. Like it is, I think to keep, you know, the world turning in a, in a positive way, we do need to take those times mm -hmm. to not necessarily think of it as teaching them, but teaching I'm, them a little bit or like helping them see the light. Like with Lukey P, somebody's, somebody I hope is loving and patient enough to be like, yo, you're being a fuckhead. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I don't think it's quite healthy because like for all, we've all been there and mm -hmm. Grace talking about her, like it's not necessarily a healthy situation for Hannah. But she seems to be doing good. Standing up first off, and I, I will say, I can't find healthy. her love for Luke P. Endearing. I wonder if her attraction to him is based on the fact that she knows that emotionally, like her emotional intelligence is more developed than his, and there's a safety in knowing Maybe. that, like I'm a little She's bit further charge. ahead of yeah. this yeah. guy, and everyone else is a little bit like more of a risk because they are their own entities and this guy I see a lot of like my younger self do you, you find that I've I've had other women friends uh, talk about describe a situation similar to like 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 take Tyler for example right mm -hmm. here's this guy we all everyone like everyone finds him to be kind of the heartthrob of the season which one is he 
Tyler. He's the all, dancer, construction he's the guy. With, like, the he really has a very ho- traditional chain. Hollywood face. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was the one who's like, hey, Hannah's experiencing things, man. You know, mm-hmm. he's super chill and yeah. relaxed and whatever. Um, and he comes across as very confident. And, mm-hmm. But like, as, do do women sometimes? It's like, oh, he's hot. They they think he's hot. They think he's great. But they does that sometimes make you feel insecure and therefore you don't want to date them? I've because the way you kind of describe yeah, I think what there you, can Hannah, be, where it's like, I think there can be an insecurity about someone seeming independent mm-hmm. versus confident. I think um, you had to develop the trust that they're going to want to be in the relationship with you, even if they seem like super independent. But is that a young, like the way you describe Hannah's, uh, what what might attract Hannah to Luke P? It may, mm. I've you, I've heard this kind of similar like a relatable situation where because Hannah feels in charge and empowered, like Luke, like he's she, never going to leave her, like or, or, or that she can be like, hey, like you can't do that. She feels confident, and not that mm-hmm. she's demonstrated this with the other guys, sure, but does does like Tyler need her? Does 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 Hannah feel like a Tyler of the world will be fine without her? Right, where. Luke P makes her feel like she's needed. She's needed. I remember my very first girlfriend, we broke up a bunch of times. And one time she broke up with me and there's a particular breakup where I struggled a lot mm-hmm. and I just didn't want to let her go. And, you know, we, we broke up a bunch of times and she, in this particular breakup, she started dating someone else. And I remember we ended up getting back together and she said to me at the time, and I didn't care. I just wanted her back. So whatever. At sure. the time, I was like 22. She said, I didn't feel like you would be okay without me. And that was like part of the reason getting back oh. together with me. And I didn't, you know, what that meant at the what? time. Or what, yeah, but it was more like, Each. but that made her feel yeah. good about us. Well, it makes you feel safe because she knows you need her and she might not necessarily need you. So like, she's not going to get her heart broken. In this we all thing. agree that you shouldn't need each other. Right. right? But like, I'm you saying like, you can want to. each other. We're talking don't about relatable situations yeah. that as, as we've mm-hmm. fallen in love and sure. as we've like, we've been in. I mean, when I ultimately ended that relationship, she took it very hard because basically our whole relationship for the most part was her calling the shots oh, of yeah. deciding when she would come and go. And finally I was like, I'm done. And, and it was like, that's shocking to her, I'm sure. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're like, done with me? Yeah, you're yeah. done with me. And she was, and, um, but I finally, you know, it, it that, that took six years. Um, but yeah, we, we weirdly, I, I don't, I don't know if it's a younger thing. I don't want to like age shame the youth, you know, but like, I just know that we, what we describe as love and what makes us feel confident in these relationships kind of sometimes stems from our own insecurities of feeling feeling safe mm-hmm. i mean i still describe when people ask me what i'm looking for ultimately i just want to feel safe mm-hmm. safe means a very different thing than when i was younger of like right. safe to be myself safe to like say hey this is me can you help me be a better person without the other person going like a luke p does to hannah yeah i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna accept that you suck <laughs> As opposed to saying, I actually kind of think that's endearing, babe. But yeah. like, you can like, sure, if you want my feedback, don't do that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that kind of safety, but yeah. yeah. Gracie, what Gracie? I'm just gonna call you Gracie. I love it. Great. What's your love journey like right now? Oh, I'm in a relationship right now. Oh, great. Yes, it's very good. Wonderful. Um, about four or five months now. Yeah. It's but new. We, Are we still in the honeymoon phase? We're still in the honeymoon phase, but we've known each other for years. 
Um, oh, we've both worked like in like so the digital nice. space for years. Um, and so we've like been kind of buds and friends and in the same like social circles for a while. And both of us were in separate relationships and like he w- went through a divorce and I broke up with like a long term situation. And so it's just really timing. It was uh, kind of. How, when did you. Because I've never dated a friend. Uh-huh. I've, it hasn't happened for me. But when do you kind of like. How does that crossover happen? Yeah, like, is it is like a touch time, under the table? This is the first time that I've dated someone that I've like been friends with for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of, we had hung out a few years ago, kind of like randomly in between like us in different relationships and then kind of got into two separate longer term relationships. And then the end of last year, just sort of like reconnected and had both like really grown in like the previous relationships that we were in and like just really kind of emotionally connected in a new way. And it was kind of like seeing someone that you've seen for a while, but then seeing them like in a brand new light, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, you've been like this the whole time. And I just didn't like invest the time to get to really know you. Um, and so it's been, it's been really great. Yeah. Who made the first move? Um, he messaged me at the end of last year. I think he via social media could glean that I was newly single. And, uh, so we kind of hung out randomly, uh, got drinks at the end of last year and then kind of like went from there. But was it a, were you like, oh, I. Yeah, it was one of those like, oh, this will be another like casual hang situation. And I want to date around for a while. I don't know if I'm like emotionally ready to like invest into another like relationship. And then we sort of started hanging out more. And it was just kind of this like, okay, let me see how this goes. A lot of times in my previous relationships, I get very like in my head planning exactly how Mm -hmm. it's going to go. Or like I see someone that I want to date and I'm like, it's you. I'm choosing you. And it's way more um, just like sort of control oriented. And this was really nice because it's kind of more of a free falling situation where it's like, I'm not going to plan that anything is going to happen. I'm just going to kind of let myself be present and enjoy this and sort of assess as it comes. And it ended up being like really great, kind of like saying yes to a, a situation rather than assuming that this didn't work out before. It's not going to work out this time. What's your favorite thing about him? My favorite thing about him? Um, lots of things. I think he's extremely, he's gone to therapy for years and he's like very, very intelligent emotionally and Ugh, really amazingly communicative. Best. Yeah, I've never dated someone that's so grounded in the way they communicate and I have a tendency to be really terrible at communication. And really? so, yeah. so it's. I don't know you that well, but you... You clearly, you didn't Two get to succe- that card. <laughs> successful podcast. I mean, you're a talker. Well, I can talk for sure, but like communicating like feelings that are not necessarily always the happiest situations. I have a hard time like that sort of interpersonal stuff. Um, and he's just very patient with that, which is really nice. So it's kind of this new sort of like education without feeling like I'm being taught anything, mm-hmm. just sort of like experiential. Isn't that? Yeah, that's beautiful. For me, that's the, that's the that's the hard part to mm-hmm. find. I don't know if that just is a character thing yeah. or it comes from maturity and experience. I think so. I think that's why, like, if we had started dating like this two years ago when we hung out, it wouldn't have been the same way because we both kind of grew up and learned a lot about ourselves in the last couple of years. And so, like I said, the timing of, like, uh, how we've developed has just been, like, really in sync. And it feels very mutual. It doesn't feel like someone has more like experience or power or intelligence or anything. It's just very like a real equal infatuation. Surface really nice. level question. Yeah. Before you guys started dating and you were just friends, mm-hmm. 
did you objectify him at all? Were you like, mm, he hot? I, I always thought he was attractive. And then my best friend, I remember, he like grew facial hair and she like made a comment one time that he was like looking very attractive with his beard and it like opened my eyes in this new <laughs> way because I guess I was just like not really paying attention. And then I was like, yeah, actually, he got really hot. When did that happen? I've always He known- glowed up. Yeah. You he- tease him about that? Like A little bit, yeah. yeah. I think we're really, that's the nice thing is that uh, he's got a great sense of humor. So it's a nice like safe space to be able to like poke fun of each other but not in a malicious way at all and like just trying to make each other laugh is a really a real treat does he keep the beard on he does. Uh-huh. He does. I. I it's hope funny he... when a man discovers a beard. When a man discovers the facial hair that works for it. them, right? Yeah, you know. It's like when a girl gets the right haircut, uh-huh. <laughs> and then all <laughs> of a sudden she looks a little different. Do you know what his favorite thing about you is? Uh, I, I think I don't know. I, he seems to like a lot of things about me, which is very helpful in this situation. I think. Um, he is much more of a like a planner kind of person, and I'm much more of like. Someone once told me that I like Mr. Magoo my way through life, which is like <laughs> extremely accurate. Uh, like I just sort of wander around to get to like from point A to point B with like no real like. Structure? Yeah. And so I think that Again, it's a I, good balance. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. I, I have a good um, sense of pretending that I'm really put together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my sweatshirt says well-intentioned mess and that's exactly <laughs> who I am but at my you're, core. But uh, you're like a very successful like. Sure, I mean, Influ- I mean, I, 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 well, how would you describe yourself? Because you're acting guess, and I mean, YouTube, and you got a podcast, yeah, and I'm, you're. I did. I'm a creator in entertain, entertainment. That's always like a sixty-four thousand dollar question. I sure. never. I'm sure you don't also yes, know. I, yeah, I'm a personality on the internet. I and guess. you're doing a great job of it. Trying to. Um, but yeah, that takes some dedication and, sure. and, and dri- drive. I think I have enough um, capability to like get things done, but I also am like kind of a whirling dervish in a lot of aspects of my life. And he's got a lot of like organizational skill sets that I don't have. And so it's a really nice, like compatible balance. I think that's yeah. the best. I have a friend, we go to Europe or whatever we're traveling. Yeah. And I'm just the duckling. I'm no, like, that's- wherever you want to go, uh-huh. you just let me know the I'm, schedule. I'm and always people like, are like, don't you have interest yourself, Sugar? I'm like, sure, but I mean, you can yeah, show me some other cool exactly. shit and I don't have to plan. Exactly. I hate <laughs> planning. I think that's what I told him. I was like, the hardest thing you can do for me is make a decision uh, because I hate best. being the one to have to make the decision because I truly am not like bending to you. I don't care where we eat. I don't care where we and, go. And you hold to that because yeah. there's... I'll say like, the, I don't want Italian food. That's my only parameter. That's, that, that's fine. Because the, like the kind of the joke of that is, babe, pick wherever you want to go. And then Are you choose something it? and then you go, no. fine. Yeah, anything but that. <laughs> okay, well, what about... No, but see, I'm really but genuinely that? open okay. to that sort of thing. And that he was always on guard about that being like, are you really uh, that way? Or is I can it, do this, but like, honestly, I'll get annoyed. Right, if, like yeah. communicate with me. I'm like, this is me communicating. <laughs> I really don't care. I would just love for you to choose what we do tonight. That would be great. That's... Do you, does does he oh, like? Sometimes I choose once. like we. Like, that'd be stressful. Yeah. Well, we like to have fun and because like, I'm also not the planner. Yeah. Well, I like planning like dumb fun dates, like that sort of thing, like going to medieval times or stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like medieval like, times. I love dumb 
theater shit like that. I love wrestling. I love medieval times. I love all that kind oh of God. stuff. That stuff is so the. It's I so think it's fun. one of the big keys. Yeah, I'm not in a relationship, but I imagine it's like one of those great keys. And and mm-hmm. often I'll be like. Oh my god! I wish I could go to medieval times, yeah. and I'm like, I can't go alone. <laughs> you can technically. Should well, I go alone? I, I, I go. You might find we, someone there. We had an <laughs> yeah. episode about me and the other squire, me and some <laughs> lowly squire. We on the had other an side. episode about loneliness, and mm-hmm. I only think that would be a great uh, personal test. I did mm-hmm. go to dinner by myself the other day after our episode of loneliness because I talked about how when I moved to Chicago, uh-huh. uh, I gave myself permission because I didn't know anyone. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I, I'm i normal to do this because mm-hmm. I don't know anyone as opposed to having friends in a city and right. not, and having that not be available and then feeling like a loser. Yeah. Uh, and yet I was like, you know, I, I was about to go to an event. I was waiting for them. I wasn't ready yet. And so like, I'm just going to go grab dinner at this like sit down restaurant by myself. It's mm-hmm. my favorite, one of my favorite restaurants. Quick plug, Marvin in LA on, on Beverly. And uh, I had a little a little pork chop and uh, some uh, bolognese and uh, and ate it. And then I went to the event and was by myself at the bar. And it, and it felt quite good. Congratulations. Yeah, so medieval times. <laughs> medieval is. times. Also, medieval times is a great like first date situation because it's an activity. It's a show. You're not mm. stressed with just having to make conversation with but each other. It's I a little think expensive. Maybe, can I say third date? Because oh, yeah. you do want to want to be there with them. Like yeah. if it's your first date and you're halfway yeah. through and you're like, It's not oh, a God, first date, but I think as early as maybe second, but. Definitely. Yeah, if you know that Maybe you can second. spend a you consecutive can spend couple hours. hours. Yeah. I, I listen, I don't want to say it can't be a first date, but I think two people you have to really read their excitement. Yeah. You got to almost acknowledge and say this might sound crazy. Yeah. But what if? What if? And coffee is also an option. Yeah. But what if? <laughs> I have two speeds. I have two speeds. Or, or medieval times. On horses. <laughs> For the right person, it really could be, yeah. you know, we got married friends and this is how we know each other. Uh-huh. They went camping on like the second date and now they're oh. married. So like, yeah, I've done if, that you f- if you feel it, like. Yeah. I would go shot, camping but, with anyone. Um, <laughs> Stranger, whatever. Great. Yeah. Take me camping. Well, Grace, uh, this has been fun. Yeah. Are you down yeah. to answer some fan questions, save some lives, and hopefully try not to fuck them up? Yes. Um, I am down. I, I am nervous, but I am down. You're nervous? Why? I'm ner- I mean, you want to only provide help for people. And from hearing a little bit off record before we started, these like can get intense. They can be sometimes. Okay. We, we do got you. We're a team. Okay. We're going to do We're this doing it together. together. I, uh, I'll take charge and we'll go from there. Question time with Nick. Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. Hi, Liza. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm Nick. We Shug is here. Hello. And our, our good friend, Grace. Hi. Um, Hi. How can we help? All right. So I have a question that I feel like I need a unique male perspective I'll on. do my best. Wow. Ooh, excellent. I am both um, male and some would say unique. I am 35 years old, I am single, and to put it bluntly, I have no real prospects in sight. I have recently found out that um, I am sort of close to early menopause. I went through the steps of freezing my eggs. I had to do two rounds because I have a low egg count, and since then, my biological clock is ticking 
hard. Um, I was always sort of the girl that said I didn't want kids unless I found somebody that I wanted to have kids with. And now I sort of feel like now that they're telling me that might not be possible, I feel like I need to take matters into my own hands. Um, so I'm toying with the idea of getting a donor and just having a baby on my own. Um, so basically what I need to know is from a guy's perspective or anyone's perspective, really, in a dating scenario, does that mean I'm giving up the idea of ever having a partner or like, what does a guy think of that? Is that like hard pass or like run away immediately or like it's better because there's no baby drama? What's what's the male perspective? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually had a friend who uh, recently asked her me her asked me my opinion on a very similar situation. I think the answer to your question is there's there's no black and white answer, right? Um, I I certainly don't think it means you're giving up on on finding someone unless you actually say to yourself, "I give up on finding someone," then it, then you haven't, right? Um, there's someone for everyone, so to speak, right? Um, making this choice to try to have a child on your own, whether it's through the eggs you've frozen or a donor or adopting or all these other kind of big life choices that people consider certainly will impact your dating life. That It would be naive to think that it's not going to impact it in some way, shape, or form. Um, but I think what's important in these situations to look at is, you know, who's the type of person you want in your life, right? And if you want to be a mother and you want someone who accepts you, and I don't know how old you are, if you want to share that or not, that's entirely up to you. You're 35? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're super young. Um, you're like early menopause? Really? Is that is that a thing? Early yeah. menopause? It happens I'm, to some I'm women, learning. yes. Okay, interesting. So my mother and my aunt both went through menopause at 42. Interesting. So oh, you can do it that early. Okay. Well, so I, I decided something. to go get it checked out. And basically what they told me is like, I have like maybe a year before it starts. Okay. Wow. Well, I mean, listen, and you really want to be a mother. Now I do. Okay. Now that they told me like, you can't. Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I maybe, maybe kind of think about that a little bit more, but I mean, I'm sure you want to be a mother, but like the idea of wanting something because you were told you can't have it is certainly something I, I would you know, think a little bit more about uh, and kind of dig deep. But this is all about prioritizing what's important in your life. It really comes down to that. And so uh, life is about choices. Life is about sacrifice sometimes. But you can certainly have in this situation you're caking it to. You can be a mother and you can find someone. There might be a period while you're going, if you decide to move forward with um, you know, having a child on your own, there might be a, a period and maybe you don't even want to try to actively date during this period of which you're going to maybe take a time out from dating because you're going to get pregnant and have a baby. And so that, that might make dating more complicated in that situation. That doesn't mean you can't. And that doesn't mean there might not, you might meet a guy. I think in that situation, focus on what you want and kind of like dating, whether you're trying to get pregnant and going through early menopause or you're 22, often sometimes, um, often sometimes things happen when you least expect it type of thing. So I think as long as you're open to it, don't give up. I think it's important in the situation not to tell yourself that you can't find anyone. I think it's important to tell yourself that you won't find anyone, not to tell yourself that because that energy you give off and that you're like that you're unavailable. I think people that will project and people will notice that. But, I mean, I think you just have to be prepared. I wouldn't be defensive about it. I think if you make this choice, you should be confident in your choice and you should be p 
proud of that choice. And I think when you project that, it will attract the type of man I'm assuming that you want in your life and someone who wants to be a part of that. Maybe it's a guy who who is in his early 40s, who's been married and divorced. Maybe he has a kid or two. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. There's so many different people out there in so many different situations. But I think a lot of this is a a kind of a, uh, this is a exercise of kind of uh, confidence and self-awareness and really knowing what you want and being steadfast in your decision and then not projecting your fears and insecurities on yourself and onto the people you may want to date. If that, that's, so that's my, my two cents. No, it makes sense. I just think like, um, I asked my friends and they're all like, of course, yes, do it. Like you're, you'd be amazing. And I teach preschool. I'm around kids all the time. I do think that like this has made me realize that that is what I want. And I have to sort of come to terms with the idea that like, I might be choosing to have a family over having a partner. Uh, and in, in the short term, there might, again, it will have an impact. Sure. Um, and your decision um, won't necessarily be without necessarily criticism or kind of ignorant opinions that you people come across who might say something that offends you or makes you feel hurt. That's all possible and you should prepare yourself for that. But I wouldn't necessarily, that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And I think what's really important is you to like be confident. That's why I say confident in your decision. Yeah. So that if you do come across it, you know, you, you really have to know what you want here. I don't think this is a decision you make that you're kind of like, I think I want this. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you really have to want it. And you put it out there and someone says, oh, so like you, do you think you're going to find someone? And you say to them and yourself, yeah, no, I'm like, this is really kind of separate than my dating life, even though it seems intertwined. I very want to meet someone. I plan on meeting someone. I will meet someone. But this is a decision I had to make for myself and my family, given my unique situation. And also like it happens all the time. My sister had her first child and then got married. And and I know lots of friends who have kids and then found their partner. Mm -hmm. So it's certainly not one or the other. And it sounds to me like you're making this beautiful choice that helps you to more and more become your authentic self. Mm -hmm. And you're making these choices for your life. And, you know, this is for you. And it's so beautiful that your chances of finding your partner having made this choice of something that you want independently and on your own are probably higher mm-hmm. than they are if you don't follow your heart's desire to have your child and, and to do all of the rest of it. Yeah. Like, I think it's like fo- focusing on the positivity of the things you can have versus the things you currently don't have. And that obviously, like Nick, you were saying, like will reflect in your own personality and exude a certain type of confidence that will attract the type of person that you want in your life to make things better or not. You might find that you have kids and that is so much more fulfilling than a relationship. It's just being really honest with yourself Mm -hmm. and think about especially the decision to have kids is so major. Really, really be honest about like the positive things that you could get from it instead of making the decision because you might not be able to have them. Like think, uh, what can you, what can you get versus what don't you have right now? Totally. I, I totally agree with that. I was kind of going to say that two things. I just want to echo on what you both, both said from Shug's standpoint. I, I think it's like my sister, for example, had her first child, uh, with a guy that she barely knew and she has a lovely daughter and then met her now husband and had another child later in life. The only thing that's unique about your situation is you're actively thinking about having a family without having a guy and knowing that 
that might, especially while you're trying to get pregnant and being pregnant will affect your, your dating life. And it might, right? But then you're only 35. Mm-hmm. And if you were to do this in the next six months, you'll have a hopefully a lovely child and be 37 years young and totally open to it. And for all the guys that may say that they don't want that situation fine you may that may open a lot of doors for guys who again maybe in their life they've had the kid they don't necessarily want the pressure of having another kid and you're like yeah i'm good i'm i have i i fulfilled Mm -hmm. that that maternal instinct so because i've seen that a lot with uh people like who are dating in their 30s and early 40s where there's a difference between i i still want a family because i don't have one yet and they meet someone who's like "Yeah, yeah listen i love you but like I've already had two kids and like, I'm good, right? So like you might open the door for some of those people who might otherwise, you might have butted heads. So kind of mm-hmm. to Grace's point, it might close some doors, it might open other other windows. So yeah. you, you never really know. I think again, just echoing, be confident in your decision and then let the chips fall where they may and just don't tell yourself it's, you, it's a choice and you're shutting down your love life because you're, you're absolutely not. Um, it's just going to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you will be a more confident person giving yourself what your heart really wants. And then you won't project that not having it on your dating life. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a, I think it's a great thing. You just have to be confident in it. Yeah. I think the thing that I've experienced is I have another friend that did it and I got to, as an outsider, hear what people were saying about it and like, you know, nobody's ever going to date her. Yeah, like, you're going to get that. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, I got to hear people's unfiltered opinions, and now I'm like, crap, like, is that what everybody Yeah, but do you me? agree with it's, their opinions? Mm-hmm. Do you agree with their I, opinions? No, and I think, it, like, right. I think that, you know, she's um, incredible for doing that, and I can justify all the reasons for wanting to do it. Um, and, like, you know, I wanted a child so bad that I did it on my own and I'm an independent woman and you know I can support myself it's more of just like um I envision a first date and going in and having someone think like is she, does she think that I'm going to step in as a child's father like you know without what? me ever asking I mean it's you're almost not- a good weeding out process yeah sure. process like you don't want someone that's going to yeah. assume that on a first date you, anyway you won't be the only single mother out there trying to date it's it's a yeah. that's right. not a minority you know like it's 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 out there all the time but it's not to say listen people are bored and opinionated you know and they often like like to say things that are judgmental and and they're projecting their own insecurities mm-hmm. you're gonna face that and again, that's why I, I can I continue to go back to this is about you being confident in your decision. Yeah. And when you hear this, you either ignore it or you push back and say, listen, that's your entirely your opinion and no judgment. But like, I'm very happy with my decision yeah. and I'm very confident I'm going to meet someone. And I have my my family and my child and I'm totally patient with waiting till I'm 40 or 41. I don't know. Like you could have your lovely child and then at 44, meet the love of your life and then hopefully have a 20, 30 year wonderful relationship with the right person mm-hmm. that the person who was judging you had a four year failed marriage. You know, yeah. like you never really know. Yeah. You could also freeze your eggs, never get pregnant and have people judge you on the opposite end of the coin. So mm-hmm. people are going to say things about everything constantly. It's just a matter of like Shug said, like, do you believe what they're saying? Do you hold those opinions of yourself? So, yeah. No, you get to show up on a date and be like, "Ooh, I got impregnated by a sperm. He's a, a scientist. <laughs> he was in NASA. He's 
tall, my dark, and handsome. My baby's languages. got that. He speaks <laughs> language. You know, like that's a badass choice you're making. Yeah. And yeah. and that's the that's the the big clit energy you walk into a date with. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to find too the right friends when you're going through this who are supportive though because there might be periods of like loneliness and feeling judge and it's probably easy to get down yourself it's easy for us to be like hey be confident and be strong yeah and that's and you should be but get a good have a good support system and it sounds like you do have like a really valuable resource in your friend that you got to see firsthand go through this already which a lot of people don't have that direct connection to someone that can really guide them um so closely so that's really valuable yeah i definitely have very and friends and family. So Wonderful. That's great. Oh. There. Great. Well, hopefully, right, helpful. So well, Timmy, thanks for calling in. How can we help? Can I first just compliment you on your background? I know. What, I like what it. Is, I know. It's it a tapestry. Oh, it's a tapestry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I wasn't sure if it was a tapestry or you're calling from some sort of northern <laughs> exposure. Or? No, I wish. No, it's just on my wall. Well, Timmy, <laughs> how can we help you? Okay. So I'm going to try to to explain this as best as I can. Um, In high school, I started dating this guy my junior year, and we dated all throughout until our senior year, the very end, when he took his own life. Um, Sorry to hear that. We had, oh, it's, I don't know. It's one of those things, I guess. Um, But it's been two years since then, and I'm... Kind of, I'm ready to get back out there and start dating again, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I've been talking to this guy since January, and I've found myself kind of questioning my loyalty to my last boyfriend, which is kind of weird, mm-hmm. I know, because he's not alive. But I guess my question is, when I'm dating and stuff like that, how can I get over this feeling that I'm cheating on somebody that's not even here. What is a, may I ask like what specific, like what's the feeling you have? And it's like, you feel like you're cheating on him. What, where, where do you think it's coming from? Like, when does it come up? Yeah. Um, I do feel like I'm cheating on him. Um, for example, like a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to this guy and our messages kind of got a little bit sexual. Mm-hmm. And then um, when it was all said and done, everything was good. I noticed the date and it was like the half year anniversary of my last boyfriend and I. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe not only am I talking to this guy, but talking to this guy in this way on this date, like what, what's wrong with you to me? Like, how could you do that to him? Mm. Were you dating when he took his own life? Like, were you in the relationship when, when he, when he passed away? Yeah. Okay. Um, listen, I, first of all, I just want to say that, you know, just, this is obviously a serious subject in terms of suicide and taking your own life. Uh, we're not professionals, so we're going to give you our opinion. And I think this is the situation where, and we've said this to other callers, there's nothing wrong with you like talking to a medical professional about this, therapy about is, processing right, yeah. this situation and getting therapy about uh, being in love with someone and being in a relationship with someone who took their own life, I think is a, a healthy thing to do. So that's probably my yeah. first a bit of guidance for you to, 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 to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. 
so think about that. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. And I think you should be confident decision and you can either be public or private about that with the people in your life about right. you doing that. But I think it's totally okay and, and right for you to do that. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, listen, I, I can't imagine what, you know, I haven't experienced that. So when I say I can't imagine, I mean, I truly can't imagine that. And so, um, but it makes sense that you would think, feel things like guilt. I mean, you were in love with someone and it's, it's like almost like an exercise about closure. Mm-hmm. And in terms of like, he took his own life, but in terms of a relationship, you never got closure, not to make it about you in this situation, but the grieving process of losing someone. And then like in a normal situation where you break up and you talk about why did we break up or et cetera, what's what was wrong. None of this happened for you. And was this your first right. boyfriend? This was, it was, um, was this the first love of your life like, kind of thing? But yeah. He, he yeah, was special, right? So like, yeah. In anyone's life, whether you are someone who takes their own life, that first, you know, relationship is you, no one that first love will always be with you for the rest of your life. Even if yeah. they, mm-hmm. even if you realize they sucked or you, you know, you didn't like who you were with them, whoever they are, that first love hold will always be special to you. And the fact that you didn't experience any traditional closure and from a relationship standpoint would be my guess is why you're feeling this. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it might be yeah, something you want to want to want to like want to pressure, yeah. but, um, yeah, I, I I think it's important to know that, um, you know, you, you're going to have to find closure, you know, on your own. And again, through therapy might be a great way to, to help you yeah. do that. Be patient with yourself. Don't judge yourself. Um, yeah. You, you need people to talk about this with. And mm-hmm. we appreciate you taking the time to, to share uh, this with us. I'm sh- I, And my questions with Nick, I've you're not the only one who's experienced yeah, stuff like if this. If I can chime in, I had an ex-boyfriend who was hit by a train and he died. And were you dating? There was we were dating. We weren't we weren't currently dating at the time, but we had dated and we were in a really beautiful relationship and then we went to different high schools and that year he died. So his first yeah. his first year of high school. And I think a lot of very different from your situation, of course, but one of the things that I learned going through that was allowing myself to still be allowed to honor mm-hmm. him and love mm-hmm. him and bring up that relationship in the new ones when I needed to. So if I, yeah. in your situation, like that was a day that, you know, you maybe didn't see it coming and you forgot that that was a certain anniversary. And so then you're like, oh my gosh, look at these two things I did on that s- on that day Mm -hmm. where you can maybe go to your new partner and say, you know, like, Hey, there's going to be days that come up for me where I need to celebrate him and talk about my love for him and talk about, you know, how special he is in my life. And I think that you're allowed to still have him in your life by saying like, you know, celebrating those mm-hmm. times if you want to. Of course, you yeah. do want to have the closure, like Nick was saying, so that you can move on and fully 100% have your two feet in with somebody, but you're in a very unique situation where you need to give yourself permission to love that guy for as long as you you need to. And, and I use love often in a very, very big sense of it, you know, like giving your heart to somebody new is so important, but also having that kind of beautiful overall love for this person who 
was taken from you in a very unfortunate and tragic way. Can I mm-hmm. ask you a question, Timmy? Does this new guy you're talking to, is he aware of the situation? Is he aware of your ex? Um, He does know, yeah. Okay. Um, and how was his response? He knows about it. Yeah, how was his response to that? Huh? How was, like, what did he say? Was he cool? Did he handle it in a mature way? What, like, what was um, Well, he stayed with my family for a while, and so... Um, he found out through my mom texting him about it. Okay. And like, I don't, I don't exactly know how he feels about it. I don't know. We don't really, we don't talk about it much. And you yeah. don't have to like um, rush into that kind of conversation. I mean, mm-hmm. the whole grieving process is completely individualized for everyone. The amount of time, like there's stages of grief that you probably are in the middle of right now. Obviously you have a huge heart to be able to yeah. even like call in and ask a question like this and to feel guilt and to feel possible shame for not, you know, being able to um, be in that relationship anymore. I think when you talk to a therapist, you really, there's like five stages of grief that you go through. And the last stage is acceptance, which is probably the closest to like closure. I've heard a lot of um, people that have gone through miscarriages um, that have gotten pregnant again. They oftentimes, if they're feeling guilt for not being able to honor the memory of the first child that they lost, they write a letter to that child and they put all of their heart and emotion and love and grief and pain and sadness into this letter, just really acknowledging the memory of this this being and um, acknowledging that they had nothing but love and the unfortunate events have got them to the place they are now but just really really putting it all on paper and like putting it wherever you want you can bury it in a field you can throw it in a box you can put it in your attic just allowing yourself to kind of write down and see your thoughts on paper and like that might help in some sort of closure sense for you and you can share that with the new person that you might want to hang out with or it can be totally completely your own for you because this really is your own grieving process um and just to remind yourself to like treat yourself with kindness in this situation yeah it's it's gonna take you however long it takes you to get forward i think that's great advice i mean i regardless if a therapist says it or not i think that might be something you might want to try um in terms of expressing that i also just again i I don't mean to sound condescending but you are super young and that's Mm -hmm. okay and again like when you get older, like you think back on your dating life when you're younger. And all I would say is you, you should date. That's good that you're getting out there. Don't necessarily put yourself, put more so much pressure on yourself in terms of like what you're trying to get out of dating. You're, you're young enough that like just enjoy meeting new people and meeting guys. And I'm not saying sleep around and be super casual, but I'm just saying like, just get to know a bunch of people and don't put so much yeah. pressure on replacing your ex or like falling in love again maybe enjoy being single for a while you can like say i'm ready to get back out there and date and at the same time enjoy being single they're not necessarily uh mutually exclusive like you know what i'm saying like you can actively date and not be promiscuous and be single and and enjoy your freedom and i think maybe that's a good place to start without saying i'm ready to date i'm ready to fall in love and have a serious relationship again and like I think like should said, you are in a unique situation. And so it is unique and it might you might be asking a lot of young men that you're dating to to step up and me maybe be mature beyond their years to say, I'm not threatened by yeah. this. Uh I totally get it. I I I you should celebrate this. You sh- I you know, I under I don't understand because I haven't been there, but it makes sense. Like you definitely want to find a guy 
who is that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're so as, as long as you're comfortable with it, I would uh, encourage you to try to be, I wouldn't leave with it on a first date, but if you start liking a guy, I think it's probably important for him to hear it from you and say, do you have yeah. any questions? I, I want to be able to talk about this. So I want to also be able to answer questions you have. And I want you to feel comfortable asking me questions because I know this is weird, but like I might need to talk about it with you. So I need to know that you like you're yeah. that you feel comfortable talking about it with me mm-hmm. and start inviting like open communication early in your relationship, which, you know, is hard to do when, mm-hmm. for anyone. And especially and I know it was hard for me when I was younger. So um it's just really about talking it through and being open about it. And I think and this also, is a great yeah, first step on your own terms too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't feel, okay. yeah. don't feel insane pressure to have to now completely open up to this new person that you're like experiencing right now. Like really check in with yourself and make sure you're not, you know, rushing anything. And cause it's okay to take as long as you need to be able to have those kinds of conversations with people. Yeah. And that's um, what I mean about let's like, kind of maybe just go out and date with yeah. someone that you don't feel like, in, like you need to say it. But if you ever meet someone mm-hmm. that it's like, Oh, I like this guy and I want to see where it goes, then, you know, and it might be something you have to be ready for that someone else your age who didn't experience this might not in a sense, cause it is, it is unique. Yeah. Um, but it's just uh, something that you, you, I think it's good that you're acknowledging it, like Ray said, and it's good that you're not ignoring this feeling mm-hmm. and pushing it down. And um, yeah, just find people to talk about it with and maybe like a professional. I think that's totally normal and yeah. and healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, see what it goes with this guy. And if not, you're like, you're super young and have a whole life ahead of you. And um, you might meet the next guy who's the right for you in a year, six months or eight years from now. And you're going to have a lot of fun in between. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that, that helps a lot. Thank you all of you for that. Um, I definitely think I'm going to start like maybe a journal or something yeah, and just yeah. start writing it down. It also um, gets it out of your head. Yeah. I'm sure you feel you have a lot of inner monologues going on with a lot of different emotions. So getting things even it's really hard to talk to people about it. So even just writing it down kind of, you know, reduces the anxiety that might be surrounding these sorts of like tougher conversations. And so it's a good first step and hopefully makes it easier moving forward for you to talk to people about it and normalize it sort of in a way for yourself to sort of like reduce the anxiety around it. Just out of curiosity, when you're dating your ex and when he was with us, were there conversations about infidelity that you guys had or, or was there any situation that um yeah okay. yes there was okay um, that might uh, he did. huh so, go ahead oh um we did discuss i mean like there were times when it was questioned i guess for both of us okay um and then he did end up cheating on me but i didn't find out about it until after he was already passed sure. on okay so yeah, there's, I don't know. I mean, we discussed it. That's why I asked. There's probably something there, you know, that you like you haven't yeah. processed, and and again, maybe subconsciously, it's, you're quitting. You know, I don't know. Again, I don't know what it's like for you and how you process it and what you thought about his suicide or what compelled him to take his own life. But that that makes sense to me, which is why I asked the question. But like again, like you know, it's just good for you to talk these things through with people. Uh, to get this yeah. out because those are the things you're probably subconsciously hanging on to. Yeah, I didn't I didn't actually think of that. Mm. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah, it's tough. Those triggers are probably going to pop up. And that's why it's so important to look inwards and really to sit with yourself and break down those emotions and allow them and and do all of the rest of it. But honestly, you're you're doing so great because like Gracie said, you calling in and you really looking at this and saying, why did I feel that way? Look at all of this guilt. How do I cope? That is exactly what you should be doing. And good heart. mm -hmm, You sure do. And look at that big, bright smile. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're doing so great. Thank you. All right, Timmy. Well, hopefully that was helpful. Uh, just keep talking, keep talking about it. Keep finding people you you trust and feel comfortable with, and you're gonna you'll get through it. So, mm-hmm. thanks for sharing. Also, your thank name you. is Rad. Yeah, you're a great name. <laughs> oh, thank you. And thank a great. You, you guys a, have a good day. And a great background. Well, thank you. You, you as have well. A good have day. a great weekend. Take care. Well, Grace. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for it's having me. Of, I really learned a lot. Well, I got to go to the doctor and check on my menopause situation. <laughs> I'm I, 33. I got to go. I got to go. I feel, is that a, is that a, that's, I, I feel, don't know. It's possible, but I it's think definitely it's possible. It's not, it's not very common to go through it at yeah. 42, it like but from talking it does, to her, it's it hereditary. Yeah. It sounded like it. Yeah. And for her, it's coming in even earlier, but mm-hmm. definitely something you can check out. But there, you know, I think that by 45, you sort of start passing yeah. over that hill. So mm-hmm. I think like for men, when they get into like their thirties, like they're not, not like, it's not common to get like prostate cancer, but that's, you know, you don't even have to worry about it in your twenties and, Fuck, you know, once you get into your 30s, like, it might be something if you have a family history of it or something. Uh, but wow. wow. What else did you learn, Grace? We don't um, usually do this, but I like this, like, takeaway segment. I learned that I, I don't know three presidents that are on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> mm. uh, and I learned that you're not a big history buff. No, not at all. See? Not even a little bit. <laughs> See? See? The more you, the more, the little And I things. learned that Jed's got a secret girlfriend. All of it. I don't know if he has a girlfriend anymore, but I do know he had a master plan. I'm, yeah. Does this make you more or less interested in the remainder of the season? What if what if he Do you think wins? it comes up through the season? Do you think it comes no, up at I, all? No, I don't. Okay. But if he won, and he I think wins? he's a potential, he's definitely a top. I mean, I'll pl- probably keep watching. I just don't feel emotionally invested in any of the guys, mm. really. So, um, What about Hannah? Are you emotionally invested in him? No, not really. Uh. But I but that's only because the context clues of her seeming like she's not into it is like what am I rooting for? Yeah. It was when she was on our show. Uh, we she there was a caller mm-hmm. and I didn't like call her out for it because I didn't want to put her on the spot. But we had a, a caller that uh, their question she you know it was I'm 27. All my friends are married. I come from a small town. I feel like I'm fine with my singleness. I think, right. but my friends make me feel judged a little bit. Very common. And, and Hannah, to her credit, was just like, hey, like, t- girl, I get it. Like, I'm from Alabama. And, and like, yeah. literally, this happens to me. Like, this happens in my world at, like, 21. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm just in a very different place in my life than my friends. And I was just like, huh, really interesting for someone who we presume is engaged. Right, right, right. Um, right. And so, <laughs> like, uh, I found that really interesting. So I, I, I am very fascinated about the outcome of the season yeah. because no Bachelorette has, A, not gotten proposed to or engaged to. Well, that's the thing is they broke the rules last season, so not anything can happen. Sure, but like, yeah. But that was a unique situation where Cassie's dad shows up and gave him permi- gave her permission to leave, and then it gave Col- Colton permission to be like, "Hey, well, I want to get engaged, but right. you don't want to, so let's just date." Yeah. And everyone's like, "Oh, that makes sense. That's, That's super the normal, most realistic thing." Totally, <laughs> but that doesn't happen. Like again, every every lead would prefer like yeah. 
it doesn't make it insincere, but it's just like there's a pressure that comes from Bachelor Nation. Yeah. They're like, you're supposed to do this. This is, this what, how, this is how it works. And why don't you? And yeah. like it's Bachelor Nation that usually applies this pressure. Sure. Because the few bachelors who didn't, it didn't go well for them yeah. in terms of, uh, and it wasn't just because of that, but uh, I'm, I, that makes me fascinated. But like if, if Jed is the last guy standing, he's good. There is that after final, the rose. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it makes for a great like reunion special. Yeah. Or um, the guys tell all or whatever it is. I will say this about Hannah with the story. If he's the last man standing, she doesn't, she seems self-aware and she seems brave enough to ask herself the tough questions yeah. and process. She seems emotionally mature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She seems way more mature than I assumed. And she her ability to cross. trust her gut. So she's no dummy. Mm-mm. If these, if she's with Jed and these stories come out, you want to believe the person you're with, and everything would be fine had Jed broke up with this girl. I dated for four months. I got mm-hmm. asked to be on the show. It seems shitty. I'm sorry, but I'm going to do this, and maybe I'm going to do this for my career, right. but I'm going to end this relationship that is still new in the honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's like cool and it still sucks for the girl, but at least he's like, ah, what a weird situation, but we're breaking up and I don't want to lead you on and I don't know what's going to happen. No, according to the Mm. story, he was like, wait for me. Well, do you also think, because there's the clips of Chris Harrison saying that there's a guy with a ring ready to propose. I thought maybe that was like one of her exes from like her hometown coming back on the show. That would be exciting. Right? That happened with Becca, didn't it? Yeah, something like that. Like, I mean, like that happened. That's what I'm, I'm. I'm less intrigued by that because yeah. it's such a. It's a trope. Oh, it's definitely Luke P's coming in with that ring. You think so? <laughs> I know it. Oh yeah, he was just checking, and he got a ring. So well, they, kind of, <laughs> they, 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 they in the preview because the preview can be <laughs> very misleading. They, they imply that she sends Luke P home, and then they, right. So like, who back. knows? I don't. Uh, those are. This you can only take so yeah. much from those, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't we'll know. See. Anyways, Grace. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Where can me. people find you? You're doing great things. Yeah, I have a podcast called Not Too Deep that you were on a previous yeah. episode of. It comes out every Monday. Trolled I've... The Rock a little bit. Uh-huh. Yes, you did. Very much. A lot. Not a lot. <laughs> I love The Rock, but I just think it's I... weird he laughs at his jokes. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that whole segment. <laughs> I love The Rock. <laughs> Who doesn't? The uh, And then I have a podcast with my best friend, Mamrie, called This Might Get Weird. It comes out every Wednesday, and then I'm just at Grace Helbig on all social media. So fun. Yeah. What's your, how's YouTube life? It's, you know, it's hanging in there. <laughs> it's like that cat poster. The, the yeah. cat just hanging from a hanging tree. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still there as far as I checked this morning. Well, thanks again. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. For those of you listening, always thanks for sticking with us. If you like what you've heard, uh, we'd love your five stars. You can even give us critical feedback and still give us five stars. I'm, wow. Don't you think? I That's don't incredible. Know. I don't know. Um, don't forget to check out natural habits at nhoils.com. Uh, first time customers get 20% off. Ooh. Grace is a user of natural I am, habits. I am in fact a user. Yeah. I can attest that they are fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyways, thanks for listening. See you next week. Have a great week. <laughs>